0: Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. fantastic. We are finishing up a series called Rooms to Grow. Somebody say Rooms to Grow. Has anybody been growing over the last four or five weeks? Okay, three of you. (laughs) Feeling valued right now. This has been our family series in the summer, and we've taken this, this picture of the house and we've looked at different rooms in the house to teach us how to relate better to our families. And uh, we kicked this off, I guess, four weeks ago. We talked about the living room and what kind of culture do you want in your house. The living room's all about relationships. And then we moved to the kitchen, which is one of my favorite rooms of the house. We talked about how to feed your family. How many you like to eat? How many plan on eating something later today? How many of you are hungry right now and you've already texted your family saying, where are we going to eat after this? Uh, we, on Father's Day, we, we talked about the garage, uh, lessons that we learn from our dad. And then if you were here last week, David Ray, oh my goodness, all day, David Ray, He preached us out of the laundry room. He preached all of your dirty clothes, washed, dried, and folded, and put them back in the drawer. Come on, somebody. Wow, fresh. Well, we're going to finish the series today, and we're going to move this from the house to the backyard, okay? I want to take us to the backyard. This is Fourth of July, so we're going to go from the house to the backyard, and we're going to finish with a bang. We love the backyard, and all of God's people said. Why do we love the backyard? Because this is where the party is. Come on, do we have anybody like to celebrate? Now listen, I know the world likes to party, and their definition of party is different, but I think nobody should celebrate more than the church, because what we celebrate is far greater than anything the world has to offer. Can I have a good amen? The backyard is where we chill, it's where we grill, it's where we play games, it's where we play cornhole, it's where we hang out at the pool, it's where we rest. And I thought it would be fitting on this day, the 4th of July, to finish this series in the backyard. You know they say that every 4th of July, check this out, today 86% of Americans plan to do something To celebrate. Some of you have plans to celebrate later this afternoon or tonight. You'll gather with family or friends. Every 4th of July, check this out. Every 4th, Americans eat 150 million hot dogs. Gotta have them dogs. 150 million hot dogs will be consumed today. 700 million pounds of chicken will be eaten. How many like your chicken? Come on gospel bird baby come on somebody. Uh 190 million pounds of red meat and pork will be consumed. Man y'all like to eat. Y'all like to eat. You know, and I thought about today and and what this day means for us as a nation. You know, today is a day that we celebrate our freedoms. And, you know, we recognize the sacrifice of those who've gone before us. And I know that our country has a lot of challenges, and we're working through a lot of issues. But I'm thankful to live where I do. I'm so thankful for the freedoms that have been afforded to us, and quick to recognize the responsibilities that come with that as well. You know, every freedom carries a responsibility. And as we celebrate our freedom as a nation, this is what I thought about today. How tragic would it be for you and I to grow and and to live in a nation that's free, but yet we're bound in our souls? Uh, How awful would that be to celebrate national freedom, but spiritually be bound or or have bondage in your mind or addictions or things in your past that just hold you back? In fact, at our time at the end of of this service, I want to get a chance to pray for people because I believe as your pastor, I want to create opportunities for you not to just celebrate freedom as a country, but I want you to be free in your soul and in your mind, free in your relationships. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Can I have a good amen? If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. In fact, in the, if you're still tracking along in the one-year Bible reading, it has us in the book of Acts. And if you've ever wondered what the church is supposed to look like, what the church is supposed to be about, what the church is supposed to experience and prioritize, read the book of Acts. This is the birth of the New Testament church. In fact, in some of your Bibles, it'll say the Acts of the Apostles. Um, but really, it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles. And uh, if, you, if you turn to Acts chapter 4, I want to read a passage out of there that's going to help us celebrate some things. As a spiritual family, as we talk about the backyard, I thought this would be appropriate in Acts chapter 4. Now, let me give you some context. In the previous chapter in Acts 3, the Bible tells us that Peter and John were on their way to the temple at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they they were going there to pray. And as they entered the temple, they saw a lame man that was begging right beside the gate called Beautiful. Beautiful. Bible tells us that this man had been lame from birth. He never knew the ability to walk. And he's there begging as he had been day after day after day. He was begging for money. And the scripture tells us that Peter looked at this lame man and says, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have, I'll give to you. How many of you know you can't give what you don't have? But what you do have inside of you is more valuable than silver and gold. See, the guy was expecting money, but what he got was so much better. He got something that money couldn't buy. Come on, man. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost already. We had not even read a verse yet. Here's what you need to know. The Spirit of God that dwells inside of you is far greater than gold or silver. And so, Lord, forgive us when we come into your house expecting ordinary because we serve an extraordinary God. I don't want to make God small in the way that I think or preach or pray. I hope you came into God's house today with expectation. I know you may watch some fireworks tonight, but I pray there's some Holy Ghost fireworks that go off in the house today. Peter looks at him and says, hey, I don't have silver or gold, but I'll give you what I do have. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. The Bible says for the very first time in that man's life that strength came to his legs. He stood to his feet. He picked up his mat. The Bible says he went walking and leaping and praising God. You know, I pray that you leave church today walking and leaping and praising God. Whatever mat you're carrying, I pray that you put that under your arm and you walk in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit on the way out of here. Supernatural right there on the way to church. Bible says that there was an uproar. Peter began to preach about the power of resurrection. 5,000 people now said yes to Jesus. I, I want you to know something about the miraculous signs and wonders they confirm the power of God's word it confirms that God's word is true we don't chase miracles but God will give you a miracle to confirm that every word he says in this book is true Peter preaches about the resurrection and 5,000 people respond and so the religious leaders they get upset they get a little jealous So, they throw Peter and John into prison, and they develop this trial. They're going to set these men on trial for all the wrongs that they're doing. How many of you know that you can be doing everything right, and the wrong things are happening to you? And some of you are experiencing that right now. Just because bad things may be happening in your life doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing bad things. Can I have a good amen? And the Scripture says that after interrogating these guys, they released them. And let's pick up the story in Acts 4, 23. Acts 4.23. The Bible says this, when Peter and John were released, they went to their friends and they reported what the chief priest and the elders had said to them. Now, if you're taking notes, I want you to write. I want to give you three simple things if I can get through this message today. And the first is this, number one, run to your people. Run to your people. Notice the first thing that Peter and John do when they're released from prison. And now I'll tell you this, sometimes it's hard. We want to have a party, but the party doesn't always come without some pain. They'd walked through some pain. They were bound. But when they were released, notice the very first place they went. The scripture says they went to their friends and reported what had happened. I think what you're beginning to see in the book of Acts is the power of community. You know, you'll see what God does in the church, through the church, as they come together. Community is such an important part of the body of Christ. Can I tell you this? You said yes to Jesus individually, but when you said yes personally, you became part of a family. You became part of a body. Let me ask you this. When life hits you, When you experience bad news, your worst moments, your toughest battles, who do you go to? Where do you run? Who's your people? What's your tribe? Everybody needs a tribe. How many of you have found your people? Okay, them's my people. Yeah, I feel like I'm looking at a a group this morning. I can say, these are my people. I see you in a community. It's my people. I know you. I, I go to the grocery store with you. I pump gas with you. Listen, the other day, so I was, I was in the gym and I was working out. And I see this guy, because sometimes, you know, you can identify your people by the, the colors, the clothes. Sometimes you'll see somebody wearing a hat. You know, you see somebody wearing purple and gold or somebody Southern Jags. And you're like, man, there's my people. Somebody, you know, saints. You're like, who that? That's our people. Well, I was in the gym and this guy was wearing a bright orange HPC parking shirt. Come on, how do you appreciate the parking guys here at HPC? Aren't they the best? Golly, I man, hey, these guys work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and they come here early on a Sunday setting up cones, making sure we find parking spaces, getting us into the building. And this guy was huge, and he had this bright orange HPC parking shirt on, and the sleeves were cut off of it, and the neck was cut out of it. And I'm thinking, man, if I was built like that, I would cut my sleeves off, too. And so he was working, he was at the dumbbell rack, and he was, and he had his headphones on, and he was working them them curls for the girls. And, you know, man, he was just swole up, veins on top of veins, and muscles on top of them. Now, there's certain etiquette, there's rules of the gym that you got to pay attention to. I'm going to talk to him about a shirt, because he's got an HPC parking shirt on, but I'm not going to interrupt him doing his set. And he's got his headphones on, so headphones are another way of saying, "Hey, get out my space," you know. So he finished a set, and I kind of moved on over, and I was like, "Hey, I like the shirt." He's like, "Oh yeah, go." Cool. Started working out again, get a set. I was like, so I let him get another set in. I moved a little closer. I was like, "Hey, I like your shirt." He's like. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Keeps working out. I'm thinking, dude, where did you steal that shirt? Because you ain't my people. Come on, somebody. Where did you swipe that shirt from? Come on, how many knows we all need our tribe? We all need a place to go. We need somewhere to run. Man, when life hits you, you got to find your people. When you found your people, that's a safe space. It's where you can share things. It's where you're challenged by one another. It's where you can know and be known. It's where you can serve and be served. It's where you celebrate and can be celebrated. That's why for us here at Healing Place Church, small groups are a big deal. Small groups are a big deal. Here's why. We want to be big enough to reach the world, but small enough to feel like home. You know, big enough to serve you, but small enough to know you. That's why I pray that when you come to HPC on a Sunday, you walk into a safe space and you're like, hey, these are my people. Now, listen, we're not a perfect group. Come on now. How many know every family has its issue? How many of you are related to somebody and you're like, man, I got some crazy in my family. Okay, if you can't think of who that crazy is in your family, (laughs) you the crazy. (laughs) You are that person. Crazies in every family, all right? We got some brokenness. We got some dysfunction. But I'm so thankful. When I said yes to Jesus, that it wasn't my brokenness that eliminated me, but it was his grace that included me. Bible says Peter and John, they went to their people. You got to run to your people. I remember Rachel and I walking through an incredibly difficult season with our family. One of our our children was was in a very dark and difficult place and struggling. How many of you know that when your kids hurt, you hurt? Man, when they're feeling something, you feel it. It's not them going through it by themselves. Their pain is your pain. And man, just in a a really, we were in a desperate place as a family. And I, I remember feeling like a failure as a parent. And then questioning, was I even effective as a pastor? And I sat down with a small group of guys that are in my life. And it was one of the most vulnerable, most difficult conversations to unpack it. And I wondered how they would feel about me if they knew this. Would I I be judged? Would I be questioned? Would I be criticized? But you know what I found? I found overwhelming love and support. And you know what else I realized? I wasn't the only one. See, sometimes when you're fighting through stuff, the devil wants you to think that you are all alone in your struggle. But when you find your people, come on somebody, when you find your tribe, you realize I'm not alone. And guess what? Their struggle produced strength in me. And, and, and our heart for you is that you wouldn't just come to church on a Sunday or, or watch every week from your home or at another campus and feel like, well, I'm with some familiar strangers. No, 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 no. When you're in the backyard, check this out. This has been rooms to grow. And we've gone in different rooms of the house. When you knock on the front door, you're a guest. But by the time you reach the backyard, you're family. Come on, somebody. Your, your, your family, not a perfect family, but man, we are connected together. In fact, look at what it says in verse 31, Acts chapter 4. The Bible says, they ran to their people and shared what had happened. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place in which they gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Somebody say boldness. Number one, I'm gonna encourage you, run to your people. And if you don't have people, you need to find out who those people are today. Go to next steps after this service. Rachel and I would love to meet you, be a part of your journey and helping you find your people. Number one, run to your people. But number two, when you find your people, then you can walk in power. Walk in power. There's something about coming together that makes us better. Come on, say together, we're better. Turn to that person sitting next to you and say, I need you in my life. Now tell them, you need me in yours too. It's a beautiful thing how God has created this thing called faith. We have faith and trust in God, but then we're a part of a family. Notice what happened here as they gathered together. They begin to pray and then something supernatural begin to take place. Think about the backyard. How many of you plans on barbecuing today? Who's going to barbecue? How many of you you have skill behind the grill? Okay. Can y'all invite me over this afternoon? <laughs> I got no skill whatsoever. In fact, I remember thinking about barbecue a number of years ago. We used to have service on Saturday as well as Sunday. So we did a Saturday, 5 p.m. service, and three Sundays. And so um, Sunday mornings. So, at, if you're doing church Saturday at 5, it kind of cuts your, your day short. If, if you got to be there at 3.30, there's, Saturdays are quick, okay? And so, Rachel said, hey, babe, why don't we grill today? And I'm thinking, i got to be in ch- at church in a little bit. So, I knew I was running short on time. But She said, "Look, I'll make the patties. you go ahead and get the grill fired up, and, and we can do this real quick." And I looked, and I realized I didn 't have very many many coals. I, this was a charcoal grill, and so I was, I, I was short on time. I was short on coals, so I improvised. I took the coals and I just kind of I spread them out, okay, spread them out night one here, one there, one there, and I, I grabbed some lighter fluid, and I just baptized that whole grill in lighter fluid. Babe, the burger's ready, because I'm about to light this thing. And then I took a match and I threw the match in the grill. Listen, I didn't start a fire. (laughs) I created an explosion, ba-boom. Have you seen those cartoons when like a stick of dynamite blows up in somebody's face? That's exactly what it felt like. I mean, it was so quick, boom, and I knew something wasn't right. And so I ran in and I'm like, Rachel, look at me. Is everything still together? She's like, where are your eyebrows? Where are your eyelashes? Where is the hair up your nose? I mean, it literally burned. I mean, thank God I was able to see, but I was like, oh gosh, I'm not doing that again. Can we just go to Five Guys and call it a day? See, I, what I was trying to, to, to improvise and fix, I actually made worse. What I should have done was taken those coals and grouped them together. You see, when we unite God ignites. You want the church to be on fire? Man, we got to come together. You see, God, he doesn't want to just create an explosion. He wants to start and sustain a fire that will burn for all eternity. The Bible says when they gathered together, I I love this progression. Watch what happens here. First of all, they gathered and then they prayed and when they prayed, the Bible says God began to shake the place that they were praying. There was a shaking that had taken place. I thought about that. I thought about the last 16, 17 months as a nation. Tell you what, you can feel a shaking there's something that's stirring. Man, there's an unsettling. And if you study the great revivals throughout history, sometimes before there's an awakening, there has to be a shaking. Come on, talk to me. Are you, are you leaning into this? Do you sense, you see, as difficult as as last year has been and the, 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 the first half of this year, I mean, we're already in July. As hard as it's been over the last 16, 18 months, you can almost see God trying to get our attention. He's trying to shake us out of our comfort. Come on. He's trying to move us. He's trying to shake us and break fear off of us. He wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit and boldness. He wants his church to be alive and walking in power. I'm not tiptoeing through this day. Come on, somebody. I know that things are tough, but I just believe God is galvanizing his church for such a time as this. These disciples, this, this early church, they were ordinary people just like us. But you know what? They were gathered. They were unified, and they were full of God's Spirit. You know, sometimes I think there are things that we, we don't even realize about ourselves. There are some things that we don't even see in us. How could God use me? I mean, sure, Mike, we read the book of Acts and what he did in the, in the New Testament church, and that's great that, that Peter can say, rise up and walk, or, man, that the disciples can be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. But, man, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to pay my bills. I'm just trying to raise my kids, man. I don't know about doing exploits. I'm just trying to make it through the day. Sometimes, we don't even see things about ourselves. You know, Monday this, this past week, I was in Walmart and I was getting a list of of, of groceries, and I decided to go through self-checkout, which is rare for me, because I struggle to find what I'm looking for. So, once I get everything, I need help getting out the building, you know? But I noticed the lines were long, so let me go through self-checkout. So, I'm scanning my items, and I bagged them all, and, and I'm walking out the store. And you know, at self-checkout, they have that, that security camera that shows all the different uh, checkout stations. And then there's that monitor right there where you can see the whole area. So, and it's happened in just a moment, but in my mind, it was like a matrix moment. I'm, I'm pushing my stuff, getting out the store. I glance up, and I look at that monitor, and I was like, oh, that's a guy with a shirt just like me that guy's pretty bowed up too oh that guy's got a bald spot that guy is me i was like wait a second are you is that my? i cannot believe i called rachel i'm like babe you're not gonna believe this i'm getting bald she said don't worry about it you're tall nobody sees it i said yeah you ladies yeah just so practical nobody sees it. I'm like, oh, Walmart saw my ball spot, all right? I turned right back into that store, and I got me some Rogaine. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Treating it with Rogaine, baby. Y'all just lift your hands toward your pastor right now. Let's pray growth in Jesus' name. <laughs> Exceedingly, abundantly, come on. Let it rise. Come on, I feel it rising in Jesus' name. How many know there's some things about you that you don't know? things about you that you don't even see why is it that we hesitate to go to the backyard what keeps us inside what is it that keeps you in the house well it's hot first of all I know it's hot outside oh lord have mercy it is the heat and humidity is something else and then how many many got some mosquitoes at your house yeah, the, the, the heat and the mosquitoes, that's what keeps us inside. I thought about the heat of hurt and disappointment. I thought about the mosquito bites of offense. When you're hurt by somebody, I ain't going to the backyard. I ain't getting to that small group. Man, look, I, I got so much church hurt in my life. I just want to sit in the crowd and be anonymous. And sometimes that keeps us from the backyard of God's blessing. God's trying to get you to the backyard of his blessing. Come on, somebody. You're not going to find it in the house of isolation. Am I talking to anybody? You know, sometimes we're just so easily offended. I think there's a culture that has been created now. There's a generation that's hard to please and easy to offend. Hard to please, you can't make them happy. Oh, and you just open your mouth, and you're going to offend them. I believe the body of Christ ought to be easy to please and hard to offend. The Bible says in in, in Psalm 119, verse 165, Great peace have those who love your law, and, Lord, nothing shall offend them. Come on, somebody. Uh, Listen, I I know that you're going to get hurt in relationships, and I know there's no such thing as a perfect family. Uh, but, but you know what? If most of your hurt comes through relationships, then most of your healing will come through relationships as well. God may be speaking to some of you saying, hey, let's go to the backyard. Let's give the relationship another try. You receiving that today? The Bible says that the building began to shake and then they were full of the Holy Spirit and they began to proclaim his word with boldness. Now, let me... Let me wrap this up in verse 32. And I want to ask the band to come up. I'm finishing early for a reason. Verse 32. Now the full number of those who believed, they were of one heart and soul. Somebody say, one heart. Mm, They were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, somebody say, great power. The apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all somebody say great grace first of all you got to run to your people when you run to your people then you you begin to walk in power full of his spirit full of boldness now notice how this thing finishes Bible says they were living out their purpose they begin the purpose of the church was revealed find your people be full of God's power and then walk in his purpose. Notice how the church lived this thing out. They were unified. The Bible says they were of one heart and soul. Now listen, I know each one of us here, we have battles that we fight. And some of you may have enemies that come against you. I don't want you to consider this. I, I don't know who your enemies are, but they're not in this room. They're not in this house, come on somebody. I don't know what you're fighting or where it's coming from, but this is a safe place. The Bible says that they were unified. There was generosity. They shared all things in common. I, I love that. If you invite me to a barbecue at your house and tell me that all I can eat is one rib, <laughs> I ain't going to that barbecue. I want to go to a backyard. I want to go to a barbecue that says, hey, <laughs> help yourself. There's potato salad. Come on, there's a baked beans. There's a banana pudding. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? You feeling that right now? Help yourself. There's more than enough. The Bible says they shared everything. They walked in power, and they were under God's favor. Here, let me leave with this thought. Again, community being so important. You need to know this, that in this family and the way God designed it, nobody has everything. Everybody has something. And together we have all things. Together. That's why this collection is super important. That's why when you celebrate today in your backyard, I don't want you to think just about your family. I want you to think about about the family of God. I want you to think about the freedom that God has given us through Christ Jesus. What a shame it would be to grill your burgers. And pop your fireworks and celebrate the, the, the country's freedom, but you still be bound up in your spirit, uh, tied to the things of your past. Some of you are so bound in your mind, you are chained to the pain of yesterday. Some of you may be bound up to addiction. Maybe it's drugs or alcohol or, or sexual bondage, whatever life-controlling thing that is. My Bible says if Jesus sets you free, you are free indeed. Pop your fireworks and celebrate our country but by all means be free in your heart and in your mind from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Do you receive that today? Come on put your hands together if you believe that. The last five weeks we've walked through this house from the front door to the backyard. My challenge to you is this. Give God every room. Give him every room. There's not a closet that's off limits. There's not a bedroom or a back door that he can't walk through. God, every square foot of this house belongs to you. Amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.